It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. Hey guys, welcome to the first time show. Look at this huge, weird screen you're looking at in the video version of the show. We've got Brett, Sweet, and we've love. got Alana, and we've got me, and that's it. We don't have Owen. We don't have another guest. We did have a guest lined up for tonight, but shit happens, and it's okay. But the plan is to have like a guest on every episode, but we're not planning this well. And also, Alana and I are in Palm Springs. We decided to get the fuck out of L.A. for a couple of days. So our audio sounds a little different. Our video looks a little different. This episode is going to be a little different, but same old first time show. And Brett Register's here. Hi, Brett. How are you? Hi. I sat on the couch. I love that. Get because I knew you guys, you guys weren't going to be on the couch. How do you feel and about that? And I wanted some consistency. Oh, I love that. Show. We're getting cozy today, and we've got our peach furniture, and we're feeling our salmon furniture here. Hold on. Can I ask something? I'm not seeing levels on that. You're not gonna. You're gonna see Brett only. Oh. Because okay. our audio's here. Okay. Don't worry hey, about what? that. Watch. I'll cut that part out. You looking? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking. looking. No, look at the levels. Oh, now you look at me? the levels. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, don't worry about it. I'm an audio guy. I got this shit figured out. Sometimes I'll forget to record, but once we are recording, I got I got a handle on it. Anyway, so um, welcome to the show. We uh, we've watched the second episode of Lovecraft Country, and Alana looks so nervous. Yeah, what's you, going on? Not if you really do want to be in Palm Springs right now. <laughs> Get the fuck out! I'll enjoy this place myself! Um, I, uh, I have to say right off the bat that, like, Alana and I, uh, we were staying in this Airbnb, and so I brought all my stuff, I brought my PlayStation and so oh, that we could God. play Fall oh, Guys. I know what you're getting and at. Like, well, it's not that. It's not like, oh, no. It's yes, just it like, is. No, it's not. It's just Alana, it. Alana and I watched the episode. And then like. About a third of the way through. And then about a third of the way through, it started. It started. It to happened do... once. About a third of the way through, one time, there was just like a full second or two of black on the it screen. It seemed like the show went to a commercial break. Yeah, and we were like, it, oh, that's You know when weird. you watch a Netflix show and like either there was meant to be a commercial break or they were like, this is going to be a TV show, but so we're was... going to have like a, a, a small cliffhanger. It's Hulu. Hulu it... originals have yeah, actual exactly. commercial yes. breaks. A lot of stuff does. It it's bit, so weird. But it was a bit long. Well, it felt, I think it was longer than those It are. just felt like that. It felt natural, and it happened in no, the show, but, and we were like, okay. Let me tell you the first well, thing. Well, hang on, hang on. No, because this, uh, uh, this is why we believed it was part of the show, because we rewound it. Well, now you're just and jumping ahead. That's not how you tell the story. You gotta, you, you gotta say, you gotta, how I'm telling the story. you got to keep the meat. You gotta keep the like you bring out the appetizer and then you bring out the Don't entree. Don't tell me how to tell a dang story. I just, all right, go I'm ahead. Glad, I'm just glad mine. you guys brought us on vacation with you. <laughs> welcome, welcome to vacation. Okay, if you're gonna finish it, finish. Otherwise, I'm gonna tell mine. All okay. right, so we're just watching this show. It does this commercial break blackness thing at a moment that felt like jarring, but like appropriate. Okay, I guess we're doing this, and then it like happened again at like a really pivotal moment and it was like whoa are they just like 
because the episode deals with like memory loss and it deals with people being enchanted with magic or some kind of witchcraft and um seemingly not remembering things things. and i was like whoa are they just like you know are they doing that to us and so i felt this i agree and we were like like, whoa this is crazy yeah we were totally in agreement about it and then (laughs) like and then it got to a point it's not even it's like (laughs) I, I don't understand. Like I think you're, I think you're like, not up, like actual I think like you're up here with like what happened, and I'm like way down here. I'm I like, feel the opposite. You're the one that wants to make it a whole ordeal. My no, no. I'm just saying. I just thought it would be an interesting anecdote to be like we watched the whole episode, and then chunks <laughs> of the whole episode were peppered with these millisecond like to two second long, <laughs> if that blackout moments. Yeah. And then it started happening like more frequently during the like action-packed moment, and it just end. kept happening. And I'm like, "All right, I, look, it was interesting at first, but now I'm just like, we were so annoyed. Why we're are like, we? Why like, are like, they doing I'm like, this okay, now us? I'm annoyed by it. Like now I don't like how, it. How long did it take you to figure out it wasn't supposed to be well, that? We fi- we watched the whole fucking episode, and then we were like, "All right, well now we got a time no, to like Steve, set up and shit." And then I went to the bathroom, Steve stepped and away, I was like, back. "I'm just gonna look on my app just to make. I'm gonna look on my phone just to make sure. I'm gonna watch it on a different thing to make sure that that's what was happening." Because I even went to Twitter and was like, I searched the hashtag Lovecraft Country, and I was just seeing if anybody was like. Also bothered by that format and and that shit that was happening. And so I was like not finding anything. And I was like, PlayStation. Well, I plugged my PlayStation into this TV in this place I've never been to in my life. And I don't know. I must have like. So the point is, is that I started watching it on my phone and then nothing like I watched the whole end sequence where he's like opening the Garden of Eden portal or whatever. And it was like completely it didn't have any fucking blackout moments. And I'm like, ah, shit. So I come out of the bathroom, I go to Alana, and I'm like, I, I, I guess it's the HDMI cable. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but this fucking TV I've never used in my life just decided to, like, black out. Like, maybe it's a racist TV and you didn't want me to watch this great show. I love that you came out of the bathroom hot with new yeah. information. Oh, yeah. Well, we were, we both felt like... We were both on the same page about, like, figuring out if that's for sure what was happening. Yeah. So, like, but I was like, know, don't worry, I'm going to check. I'll make sure. But it happened so appropriately. Like, it wouldn't break up scenes that felt like it didn't belong. No, it felt and it did like break up was, scenes that felt yeah. like it should be there. It felt like it was on purpose. So it really was like, oh, I guess it must be on purpose then. So, like, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> fuck this TV and fuck this setup. That sucks. Yeah, so and Alana we, was we, like, let's rewatch the whole episode. We rewatched the like dramatic yeah, part. So we, we got used cut AirPlay out, so. on the Apple TV and just did it from the app on my phone. And then we watched, at least we watched the whole ceremony and the car uninterrupted. Accident. And then we went back to the car accident to watch the whole car accident. Cause what happened was, is like the second it impacts the like, the, the the car the imaginary yeah. wall it, it goes went, it went it went like this immediately <laughs> it, and it, it was, was like, so well timed it was like and then it comes back it was like and he was trolling us it, truly. do you think that the TV were you listening on the TV speakers yes 
Do you think that in big loud moments the TV speakers reverberated to a point that it shook the HDMI? And I mean, we did. We did blast the audio because this TV, like, I the mean, no fans to this so, like, place. The quiet is really too quiet. You know when you put a TV up to like a hundred and you just still can't send fucking... them this as a review of the Airbnb. <laughs> my, the rest of it is great. My first time viewing episode two of Lovecraft Country was ruined. Like my review, my review for for this Airbnb is gonna be like, love the place, clean, wonderful. Hate. My first experience watching Lovecraft Country, the second episode, was riddled with HDMI issues, and I it was ruined for me. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, no, I just couldn't wait be- to talk about it because I felt like if this is intentional, then this isn't okay. And at first I thought it was interesting, and now I'm annoyed by it because... In the, in the scene when he's running out of the house as it's, like, breaking and he's chasing that pregnant woman... Who's, Hannah. His, his... Who's definitely Hannah. Right. So it's... in those blackouts, it was jumping ahead? No, it was I mean, just it actually was just, it black was still when playing. there was stuff playing. So it was still playing, but we just couldn't see it for, like, a millisecond or a second. At least a second. Those blackouts got long toward the end. Yeah, it was, like... At least a second. Yeah, Let's at least real. a second. But... Um, but when she's running, when he, when he's chasing his ancestor out of the house, following in his ancestor's footsteps, um, it, it was like cutting, like every few seconds. And I'm just like, can I just watch this scene? <laughs> like, I just want to watch this scene. I want to see this. And I'm like, this sucks. And then like, when he goes outside and the whole house is falling apart, I'm like, Man, those VFX artists must be yes. so upset watching this right now, guys. Yes. We animated all of this shit, and they're cutting away. They're cutting to blackness for this stupid choice that they made in post. I was getting ready to be so fucking, like, movie, like, Nerd snob pissed. pissed yeah. And be like, I appreciate you trying something new, but fuck you because I want to see this shit. Um, it was just like such a fucking crazy experience and it's already jumping around everywhere and it, and the episode already feels like the season finale of a show. Like we got Mm. everything we got, they hinted at a ceremony. They hinted at his connection to this ancestry and, and, uh, opening this portal to Eden and shit. And it's like, great. We've got the setup for the whole season. Now we're going to. He's gonna get out right. of this, and then they're gonna be chasing it. No, it's like yeah. it just all Gone. happens, and the bad guy dies, and literally everyone dies, and it's like, okay, I get, like, let's go, let's do this, <laughs> you know. So anyway, it was already yeah. so big and confusing and jumpy, and that it just added to the chaos for us, and it was such a unique experience. But I still loved it, but um, but. And I'll shut up now and let other people talk. But <laughs> but I just wanted to get my, my thought of... I don't think it was as good as the first episode. The first episode was like, chef's kiss, perfect. This one, there, there were moments where like... I don't know if HBO wasn't willing to put more of a budget into the visual effects or some of some of those moments looked really distractingly bad. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the snake. snake was pretty oh, bad. The snake yeah. was awful. And like, um, this is the kind of stuff I don't notice until someone else points it out because I'm so not a visual effects Well, and like, gal. What, like creatures in, in seemingly broad daylight is mm-hmm. kind of like a big no-no when you're making like monster movies. Yeah. Only in the sense that like these things would be so much scarier 
if we only saw them in shadow and quick glimpses, you know? And I'm not saying, like, this is how you make a good horror thing. It's just that, to me, when you show the whole fucking thing and it's bright and you get to really look at it and they don't quite have the budget to make these, like, cinema movie quality visual effects, it's like... It took me out a little bit, but I, I, I love the story. I love where it's going. I love yeah. all the characters. I, I'm I'm sad, but I'm confident that maybe sad, Uncle George isn't dead. Like, I'm confident that maybe he's yeah. going to come back. I they feel did like it we, a caught, lot. we caught that wave. We got that message last week that he was yeah. going to die. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, they gave was, us the next episode. Right, and it was like, okay, they, they teased it. And they they poked at a trope of like I'm retiring. I'm retiring tomorrow from the force. Poke trope, go. The poke trope. Um, is that a trope? Well, the retiring t- cop or something? What is that? <laughs> but Probably. but um, but the point I'm trying to make is is that um, it, it's interesting that uh, you know when you do things like you kill characters in the show and then you bring them back like right away, it takes away the kind of like power behind people being mortally wounded or Mm -hmm. in danger of being mortally wounded um and i think that i do like that they destroyed this magical palace and all those magical people are seemingly dead Uh, and it seems like it seems like now they can't use that the magic to heal and maybe they were the only people with healing powers or something and so i get that they that they close that off really well it can you know, in their own perspective, I'm sure they feel like they closed that off really well. But for me, it was like, it, it's it's just really tough to like kill people and bring them back in the same episode. And then you kill someone and it's supposed to be this hugely dramatic moment that I really wanted to feel and I did feel from the performances. But from a, from a story you, perspective... You kept wondering if maybe there's a chance he'd come back instead of being like, oh, he's dead, so he's dead. Yeah, and I think that and ambiguity that is, is not... The death, oh, yeah. That, that ambiguity is not, like, cool or... or <laughs> it's just so uncool. That's because we just watched The Leftovers. <laughs> right, right. We just want to mourn. Right. Let, I mean, um, I'd be surprised grieve. to hear what other people think about the those critiques as well, but critiques. I just feel like... Um, if they hadn't killed several characters and brought them back to life in the episode, um, Uncle George's death might have been a little bit more impactful and then um, fine, finite and and yeah. um, and uh, helpless and, and all that. But anyway, I'll stop talking. What did you think? <laughs> what did you think, Alana? I feel like I haven't even processed, processed his death yet. I'm like, just give me a minute for the rest of it, sirs. Well, yeah, Steve's right. It did. It took away the impact of it. What it took away think? the impact. Yeah. I thought her death was more impactful, and then she was back like the next scene. Yeah. Um, but overall, I just was. I, I felt the same way. I thought it was cool that this wasn't setting up the whole season. Or it, or it might be. I don't think they're all gone. Just in yet. little bits. I think that the fact that this place has already burned down once and they rebuilt it just means they can do it again the fact that we saw one of the little monsters get born feels like a beginning that we're gonna see more of Mm -hmm. um i will say my the biggest thing just to start from the beginning the um jefferson's intro oh dude felt like a a real lindelof move i know and i loved every second of it i I, I was like 
I, they're from Chicago. They bring you right in with that, and everybody's having fun, and everyone, and then it, and then it shows uh, who's the lead. What's the lead character's name? Uh, the male one, Atticus. Atticus. They show Atticus, and he's just like, "This isn't right," because he remembered everything, and they didn't remember everything. But that moment it's was Atticus, that was right? a perfect opening. I'm not messing that up, is it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, they call him something else, so it's confusing. Yeah, they call him Tig, because that was like his. His nickname? Addy. His name is Atticus, T- yeah. They call him Tick. Tick, that's right. Sorry, that was Tig. No, that's Tig Nataro, baby. Like a Tick. Tick us? Yeah. Um, but overall, I think it's. And because he sucks blood. Fucking great. It's, did you watch the preview for the next episode? Did we? Yes. The kids yeah. with the Ouija boards and stuff. Oh, is, uh-huh. is this going to be like an anthology series? I, I just think it's like no, every I think episode that... is a feature film and they're just slightly related. So there's a, a show on Netflix that Ben Meckler wrote on called Kipo. Yeah, and the Age of, the, the, Age Wonder of the Wonder Beast. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so weird to compare this show to that show, but they did a, that type of thing where every episode told a story that could in itself have been the entire season or something yeah but they just graduated it but it told one like overarching narrative and i feel like we're getting that we're getting set up we're getting little um snippets that are going we're getting little chapters that are going to add up to tell this big kind of cake i think that story. i like that i like that but yeah. i definitely don't know where we're going i mean, yeah. I mean especially this, with that I don't preview. know yeah what's that i mean especially with the preview because it feels like there's like a I mean, not to spoil too much for everybody, but the show we're going to talk about things that are out there already, except for the book. We'll stay away from that stuff. But since the preview is out there, it kind of seemed like to me, like maybe there's a major passage of time. In Which the isn't next a episode. spoiler because that's very much a guess. It could be or could be not. I mean, the fact that it's... she like bought a house and like yeah, but I think that's more telling of like something dramatic will happen to her with money because they kept referencing like. Why do you have the money for this? I don't think it's... Ne- mm-hmm. I, all I'm saying is that is an interesting yeah, and yeah. likely outcome, but I don't think... They didn't make... There's no, like, age makeup or something. It's not clear that... No, I mean, sure I'm not talking about, like, 20 time. years later or whatever. I'm saying, like, maybe a year passes, you know? Cause, and I'm um, saying maybe they come back in, and the very next thing that happens is because of all that happening, she gets given money, and then she goes home and buys a house. And that's... I mean, that could happen just... I mean, if all of that too. happens in one episode, it's meant to be, like, the next day after Uncle George died, I'm going to be like, okay, what's going on with this show? <laughs> this is a Listen, little... that's already how I feel about the show. I'm just saying. Um, expect anything. I mean, truly, Ultimately, they found was... Atticus's dad so quickly, and then they, like... Yeah. It's like, whoa, this thing is, this uh, is the season finale. Like, I, I don't know why I keep, I kept feeling that way. Well, because I was a little bummed out by this episode, I'll be honest. Really? Tell more, it tell more. It felt like it didn't add on to what the first episode set up as far yeah. as, like, stakes and momentum. It had kind of a, like, it, it felt like a little bit of a step backwards and as, just in as much as it didn't feel like we really learned anything, it felt like we learned a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. But we didn't learn... I guess we didn't learn about what the show is about. Yeah. Which is where I really wanted it to go, <laughs> is to keep compounding on, like... The, the end of the first episode was uh, had such a momentum, and this second episode doesn't feel like it, it added on to that momentum. It sort of just took you in a different direction and then brought you back to where you started in a weird way. Yeah. Um, it also had moments that were like 
felt very like i don't want to say cw but it had weird like when the camera went out of one window and came in the other window it was like harry potter it didn't have i felt like the same sort of um that like 60s vibe that i was really getting from the first episode it had a more modern visual aesthetic and i wasn't over the moon about that but Definitely more. Uh, aside from that, more. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I mean, it's a great show. I'm still on board. I'm not like I don't hate the show or whatever. It, but I, I agree that like, it just seems like that they they grounded things in reality in a careful way in the first episode, and they gave us like historically accurate things, and they gave us like a a taste of Jim Crow era America racism and. And that felt really topical and natural and organic and good and real. And then when they bring the monsters in, it's like, oh, fuck. I mean, this show is going to be about who the real monsters are. And, and it's led by an amazing uh, cast and, and, um, and filmmakers and crew and whatever. And I was, like, on board for that. But then it's like, oh, well, but now it's like, well, now we got magic and we got portals and we got the Garden of Eden and we've got and we got the Illuminati and we got all we've got these cults and, yeah, and yeah. weird peasant and nobody towns. seemed to think nobody seemed to think this was weird. Like it, it bugs me a little <laughs> bit when during that era, when Atticus is banging on the um, force field door, yeah, he isn't like like his brain isn't melting inside of right. his skull because that's so outside the realm of possibility right because the monsters Um, are like those monsters could have been hiding in the forests and maybe some kind of ceremony brought them out and you've seen them you've seen them murder people before your eyes you're you're making an observation that there's possibly monsters are real and maybe that's real but yeah once you're like imaginary magic door and and also like anything's possible but and then also like the the like hallucinations the tests whatever the hell that was the oh yeah dinner entertainment like like to me it seemed like they got invited like people got invited to an event where you can watch people have like a trip like trip out Mm -hmm. (laughs) i guess and and it's like i mean i think that's the why did they freak out about that like they just had a moment where they're like they're just trying to get in our heads because and it's that's like the, I, that's the downfall. You murdered somebody. So much happened in one episode is like all of it loses impact. Well, there's I just, no time to process. The characters aren't processing it really either. It's just kind of like end next, end next, end next. I is, do think this is the type of episode that when we're done with the season, we'll look back on and be, it'll make more sense. Yeah. Like I hope so. I think that'd be great. Yeah. A part of the series, I think, because we have such a small. Um, like such a small amount of episodes to draw from, we're comparing it directly to episode one. I feel like if That's... this is where the show's going, this kind of like anything is possible. I think that could be really fun. Mm-hmm. And he was referencing that book about the pig people. Um, yeah. The Tales from the Borderland. Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering, like, to what degree are we going to get into it? Like, how, how crazy is it going to get? Yeah. So to that end, this might be like a very grounded episode by the end of the season. Truly. And I don't think it was that bad just by comparison with the first. I just think that it... I, th- I liked I just it. Think I thought that, it was a good episode of TV in general, for sure. Totally. I mean, there's amazing things happening, and they're very... They're very love, Lovecraftian and bizarre. You know, they're performing surgery and removing a piece of that guy... From Ghost. And it looked like his liver. And you're like, so can he just like... Well, there's a, that's what he fed to one? them later, right? Yeah, but like, what was it? It was his liver? 
He can just live without his liver? Well, uh, he can bring people back from the dead, so... But I like it, because it's <laughs> can like... Can grow it's, a new one? It's got, like a, it's got like a... Um, and he could step up off the operating table immediately. I no mean, anesthesia. Like, I, something's going on. I mean, definitely they're like... I love that he was like wizards. He like Morse-coded wizards mm-hmm. to his uncle. Like, they're wizards or something. Like, his that's the best I could describe be his them. dad. I mean, yeah. Or, so or, many things. Yeah, or just... Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot going on there, but um, I'm I'm on board. For... I guess you're right. I think I overall it, this episode felt rushed. I felt like he... they were rushing the story to get it in one episode, which makes me feel like if we're getting like slices of their like Cake. environment or, or slices of their story in like little chunks. And each one is like a piece of history of them you know, fighting, battling some sort of supernatural thing um, with racial overtones and, and civil overtones, civil rights overtones and all those things, then that's cool. But I just would like to feel clear about that because it's like, for a moment you think like, okay, this is going to be about him trying to find his dad. That's what this show is about. Mm-hmm. He's trying to find his dad and he's gonna learn that he's part of a secret society where they fight Lovecraft monsters or something. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, we're, we're, we're moving towards the goal of him finding his dad. And it's like, well, there's his dad, he, we found him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so I that's- I don't totally understand how they found the dad. Like they were looking in that tunnel and then the dad came up from the ground and then they drove up and well, got I, Okay, so, okay, so- Well, we watched that part twice, so we so, can tell you. Okay. Yeah, well, here's what I got okay. out of- <laughs> Out of viewing number two. The weirdest thing was the uncle was like straight up like um Yeah, what's the book? When he saw the when he saw the the big stone structure, they were like, Well, this must be your prison. And um which, you know, if you're I guess if you're a learned, smart person, you read a lot and you know about certainly, especially in the an older man in the fifties. Yeah, and how, like, you know, you would have knowledge from certainly the 1800s, even. Yeah, and, like, how they built, yeah, and how prisons were stoned because they couldn't, easy, harder to escape from or whatever. Um, History, I don't know. But the fact that he was like, that must be their prison, and that's where your dad is. No, 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 it's because he said that must be their prison, and then after, which. No, 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 no. Before they got to the Count of Monte Cristo thing. Yeah, yeah. In that same scene. he said was that must be their prison, and then she takes them inside, and they see the pigs, and they come out, and he said, that has a stone floor, and it shouldn't have a stone floor if it's just that structure. There's a basement. But I guess for me, it's like. So they're kind of like, oh, so they definitely are keeping some kind of secret in the basement. But what I didn't get out of that was, was like, Maybe I wasn't paying attention to something in the first episode, or maybe I missed something in the first episode, but... I mean, maybe in the letter to, to, to Tick, there we'll was like... It. We'll see it. Well, maybe in the letter to it's Tick, there was a thing that was like, I'm in a prison or something, you know? Like, maybe I missed no, that. No, I think he got taken to the... Remember, he's been gone for two weeks, they said, or earlier in the episode. I, I just don't... Like, I guess I'm just not connecting in my head. Yeah. And again, maybe I missed Overall, something. Overall, like, But the this, fact that they zeroed the, in on no, that's right. where his dad is... And that's like where they keep prisoners, and and something led them specifically to that's where he is to the point where even after they had their like shocking dinner, where he reveals to us and seemingly to Tick that he's like he in can order them around, and he's yeah. like a 
fucking like the second they were done with that like amazing scene they go right back to that place to see if the dad is there and i just don't get i just don't get what was like super pulling them to that place but but the monte cristo the count of monte cristo thing is is that the count of monte cristo escaped from his prison by like removing the stones from the wall and sneaking out and sure. tunneling out and that's and so, why they knew the dad but like that. why did he just go like Count of Monte Cristo's his favorite book. He must have gone through the tunnel. It's like that. It just no. I completely so agree with me. you. There's a lot of like kind of guesswork that becomes solid in a heartbeat. That you're like, wow. Why is there so much confidence behind this? Certainly a guess moment. Yeah. Definitely. There's a lot of that. Yeah. But and I but I think a big part of that is because there's so much packed into one episode. There's no space to have any other evidence or thoughts or. Whatever, like like the perfect example you just said, they go into this room with all these white men who are doing this cult thing, and we don't even get to hear any weirdness and understanding from them because immediately he comes the the uncle dad comes forth and is just like, Here's all this stuff, by the way, I'm being really radical here. I mean, and I'm like, that that's very okay. dangerous. It's but, why would that even be your first choice but, of something to do there? And then immediately they leave, and then immediately this happens, and now we learn this, and now we got this. Like there's no time to be like but that okay. scene, that, yeah. I, does that I, affect you? But I think that scene when he's like standing in a front of a room full of white dudes and not feeling intimidated anymore, I think he earned that moment. I think, and I think that moment felt right to me because if he learned all of this from that fucking book, then he knows without a shadow of a doubt that that but tick is is truly in control in this moment yeah and i think they earned that moment to be like listen to us now no but this you is know? where i don't get it because uh, again back to the assumptions becoming like certainty all of a sudden just him reading some old book doesn't mean that that's like the bible they go by like what's written in the bible there are so many versions I mean, of christianity I, I, that yeah, do yeah. a version of the bible or a version of the bible he found one book without any dudes around, without double-checking with anyone, it was like, oh, it says anyone in the lineage. Guaranteed, it doesn't say, even like if a, you're black, even if you're of lower class in this era and time. It doesn't say any of that but, shit in that but, book. And he goes and he's still like, no, I have the assumption I can just speak in front of everyone. And he's not, like, scared for his life a little bit in doing that because, like, yeah, what if they're but, like, yeah, but that book was written a while ago and it doesn't count anymore. Like, I, I, who knows? I totally you know? hear you. I just feel like of all the things to nitpick... Oh, no, I'm just saying like, it's an example like that's, of the that's, whole episode structure. Yeah, I just feel like that of all the things to nitpick in this episode, like, I'll, I'll totally buy that, like, that <laughs> true, book true, is true. their guidebook, and he learned it, and that's what their, that's, that's their trump card, you know, like, sure. you know. Okay, um, yeah, I would, and I also would just go along with it yeah, if there weren't but, so many the, of those where I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I, I'm just having a hard time with, like, the loose... Like Loose. the stuff that maybe in the writer's room would feel like, hey, let's not worry about that shit. Like we got more important shit to talk about. And it just this felt, feels like yeah. it was like a hundred and eighty to two hundred page script right. for yeah. this episode, and they were <laughs> yeah. like, it has to be an hour, right? So <laughs> just start truck. cutting stuff out. Yeah. They were like, like, can it be three episodes? It's like, no, it's one, one or, episode. No, or they're like, they had their like episodes all in order, and this truly was the finale. Like, this is the twelfth episode, but they they're like, like they're like, what if we just <laughs> chop the whole thing into like chunks of the history of these characters, and then I mean, talk about a time jump. The next episode <laughs> yeah. could be before all this. Yeah, happened. it could have been episode one. This could be their 
prep stories. Who knows? I mean, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because it's a lot of amazing people working on this show, and uh, this show is great. Yeah. So, um, and I'd rather have more too much good stuff than not enough good stuff. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, there's the, the biggest thing wrong with this episode is how good the first episode was. <laughs> right. 100%. <laughs> Um, before we, Brett, is there anything else you want to bring up? Anything oh, else you want to talk about before say. we jump into the themes? And I the... mean, it's like, I could talk about this episode <laughs> all day. Yeah. yeah. But I also feel like I'm wasting my breath a little bit because so much of it is like, I, I don't know. We don't have the whole picture. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know who that woman was in his uncle's room. Yeah. And we don't have anybody. Is that on... is real mom i don't know it's a real a relative of his a distant relative perhaps maybe no, it's his mom we don't I, know no oh i guess oh yeah i think it's definitely his mom <laughs> that was a jerk there are like so many people in moments and like pulling them all together into my brain in one my thing is is like i definitely think that's his mom we don't have someone on this show to be like just wait just buckle up so yeah gonna, it gets take that so this is good. what it we're like going this into This is what the, the episode feel, felt like. It yeah. felt like I got to a hotel room, I unpacked all my stuff, and then Jamie was like, we got to go to a different hotel room now. And I'm like, <laughs> I was just about I to like sit down comfy. and really get <laughs> invested in this house with all this weird shit going on. And now we've we been driving for so long, and I'm I tired. Was about to run the pool. <laughs> I had my suit on. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. Is I'm like, okay, we'll get the shit back in the suitcase. Let's go. Um, what totally. happens next? It better be. We better be getting a suite because I don't want to pack this shit back up and just go to the room next door. I mean, I was excited. I was like, oh my god, there's hidden passageways. There's yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, let's spend the whole like season magic. in this house. I know. And People then don't remember down. the monsters. It's just like everybody expects something to be the way they want it to be. When you go to see a superhero movie, if you're like a huge superhero fan. You're like, I know the way I want Batman to be. I know the way I love Batman. And you go see Batman Forever or Batman and Robin, and you're like, that's not Batman. <laughs> that's not Batman. That's not Batman I love. That's, that's not a Batman fucking, that's I a love. messed up Batman. That's a wrong Batman. And, um, you know, when you think about a show that's like, obviously inspired by Lovecraftian things and is based off of a thing that has Lovecraft, you know, fucking, you know, it's based off a book called Lovecraft Country, so you know there's Lovecraft shit there. You you have these, these this pre, you have this idea that you're just going to jump into this badass Lovecraft show, and then they show you that it sort of is in the first episode, and then the next episode is like, I mean, again, and I don't know too much about a lot of Lovecraft <laughs> stuff, maybe there is a bunch of like, culty witchcraft shit because i know there are people that worship cthulhu and i think there is i think that is very lovecraft yeah i mean i guess i just wasn't expecting it okay and i think it's not fair to be like i want it to be what i expected it to be and then be like disappointed yeah it's nobody knows what this show is going to be nobody has seen this show before we're all watching it together for the first time and we're gonna be like careful because we want it to be good. I'm rooting for it. I'm a cheerleader for this show, big time. All three of us are. I think. Um, I, I absolutely adore the concept. I love everybody involved. Everyone's beautiful and gorgeous. Brett's <laughs> cheering. Yeah, we're all no. cheerleaders for this show. It's just like it's it's just that there's a slight misstep in this episode 
from a perspective of where the trajectory it felt like we were going for in the first episode. But it's not fair to be like, oh, no. So I'm not worried yet. (laughs) So um, I'm putting my faith in these people because they're amazing people. Uh, But we should talk really quickly about the name of the episode and then Mm -hmm. what that's based on. The episode is called Whitey on the Moon. And I guess it's based off of, I mean, it is based off of a 1970s spoken word poem by Gil Gil Scott Heron. That's what it looks like. From memory. Great job, Alana. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And it was on an album on his debut album, I guess, called Small Talk at 125th and Lennox. That just and feels like 1970. I love it. It tells of the medical debt and poverty experienced during the Apollo moon landings. The poem critiques the resources spent on the space program while black Americans were experiencing marginalization. Whitey on the Moon was prominently featured in the 2018 biographical film about Neil Armstrong, First Man. And wow. I had never heard it. And from what I heard, it is incredibly powerful. It's an incredibly currently unfortunately still relevant commentary in the poem and it's beautiful and um thought-provoking and um you can you can feel the pain and the and the struggle in the in the words and uh, i thought it was so beautifully added to a scene where they're like using this black man to like yeah. open up the Garden of Eden so that this guy can live forever or whatever and, and these are all people that are clearly taking advantage of their position of power and something we see a lot today and they saw a lot yeah, in the Yeah and their goals well. are to live forever when like other people's goals are to live. To live. To, <laughs> yeah, to, to just survive. live once really well. Really um, to have a fraction of what these people have um, uh, and uh, Like the fact that they would want to stuff. live forever is so yeah, and really? I just, I mean, look, I love when you when you introduce a villain and you're like, fuck yeah, this guy's crazy. He's scary, he's intimidating, he's mysterious. And then, like, 15 minutes later, you just fucking kill him and he's gone. Like, I'm a big fan of that. But I'm also, like, I, I guess, I guess it's, it, I'm a glutton for punishment. I just want to know what, what we're heading towards in this show. And I don't know if by episode two you're supposed to definitely know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. My, my brain's going everywhere. But I just really loved the poem. I love... Oh, I'm, me too. I'm so happy to be introduced to so many things that I embarrassingly was unaware of. Um, especially the first episode, the sun... What is it called? Sunlight? or um, Sorry for getting it wrong, but it's... Oh, uh, I'm not sure. What was it called? Hang on. It's called uh, Sundown. A sundown town is something that I was Mm -hmm. not fully aware of. And this show's bringing to light a lot of very important historical things and very important pieces of art from um, amazing artists, uh, American artists and and, uh, people of color. And I think that's wonderful. It's a wonderful way to share these beautiful, amazing things while telling an incredible story and having fun and being cheeky and um, scary and and full of horror and gore and all those things. I'm in. I'm just, I'm in. I love the show. Love the name of the episode. Love the poem. Like, I want to read more about these things. I want to learn more about these things. And this is a great way to learn about all of these things, I think. I'm just, I, I love that. 
And I think if you're not, well, it's not I think, if you're not watching the show, if you're not respecting the format, just go and find a video of that poem spoken. Because it's a little, I think it's more powerful to hear it spoken Mm. than uh, written, than to read it yourself. It's called Whitey on the Moon. Yeah. Please go listen. Whoa, very powerful. Um, That's the kind of stuff that started, like, those moments of that kind of intense, powerful, spoken poetry are the moments that created slam poetry, which I know is now kind of, like, a little bit queasy almost because it gets a little... It's a little twisted, twisted, twisted to the point where it's a little cringy sometimes, but really good spoken word poetry, really good slam poetry is still incredible. And there's a reason it got to the cringe factor because so many people had such incredible moving things to say (laughs) yeah poems spoken poems the way they said them were so i remember in high school going to spoken word poetry things slam poetry things and just being like oh my like it's hard to go to a a live show of something just like anything if it's done well it's like it's really impactful and emotional and right but like you don't go to a museum in my personally I don't. I love museums, but I don't get go to a museum and feel the same amount that I feel at a at a slam poetry thing or back in the two thousands at a slam poetry thing uh, event. And I even now there are so few artistic things that give as much impact, especially in the period of time, as like a really good spoken poem. Ugh, chills everything. Yes, one hundred percent. And it worked in this show just the same way. I love this comment from Reddit. Someone just said, honestly, what the fuck is this show? (laughs) (laughs) What up with the island? Full stop. Full stop. What up with the island? (laughs) What up with the house? Fresno Gandalf says, what up with the island? (laughs) It's one of my favorite things. Okay. All right. Well, Alana, you want to talk about your themes really quick if you have them? Why? And we can move on to clips. I... I had something else I wanted to say, but I totally lost it. Well, if you remember it, please. But I will say, respectful spew, um, that I, you guys know the the white girl who is the daughter in the movie? Oh, the model. You're talking about the model? The daughter of the guy from Ghost? Christina, I think. Christina Vick, Barcelona? Yeah, she, she is a model. I believe her name is Abby Lee Kershaw. I know it's Abby Lee, but... I don't know. I'm not. I haven't checked up on her last name, but she was very popular back when I read a lot of magazines. Excuse me. <laughs> um, anyway, she does so many weird. Now that she started acting, does so many weird, interesting things. Like she did uh, Neon Demon. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You did say that. She was had... in. She was in Fury Road, right? Mad Max. Yes, and she was in oh, Mad Max. Um, she was one of the girls with Furiosa. Yeah, she was one of the girls. I don't remember. I think I looked her up last week after the yeah. trailer. Yeah. But anyway, or after she popped out of the car. And she's Australian, I believe. This is, again, still from memory. But she... Jamie Chung. I just want to talk about how we feel about her character just a little bit. Because I, I'm not sure... Like At first I was like, oh, I don't know. Just, she's like weird, mysterious. And then I felt like, oh, she's going to represent kind of like... Uh, the like daughters of rich people basically very specifically like you're kind of just this like plaything on the wall you don't really have a job or whatever but at least your life isn't being fucking threatened all the time uh, and then her performance kind of confused me a little 
I don't know. I was just wondering if you guys had any had any thoughts because of all the things, I really wasn't I, sure about my feelings at all about. I, I her just feel like role yeah, we're gonna need more time. Okay. Because like, well, we my, haven't seen my the thought last is we're gonna need more okay. time. Yeah. I'm not they sure. They set her up to be like, she's not a hundred percent down with what her dad was doing and what you know. He even says yeah. like, clearly we don't see eye to eye. And um, he asked her for help. Little, she, yeah. And yeah, she, when, she seemed to be dealing with that. Well, I feel like the most impactful moment of her in there is when she tells him, when she's putting the ring on him and she tells him, uh, I'm very much paraphrasing, but like how they want your future to be is not how it has to be. Like you can create your own, make your own shit yeah. and don't just do what yeah, it feels like, like it's she's made for you to do. Classic daughter of a powerful man archetype of like, yeah, maybe that's why I'm confused because I'm like, is she just that archetype? So maybe so far she is. And I that's mean, she, cool. it seems to be like, in that moment you get that she's classic daughter of a powerful man archetype, but but more complex, you know, a little sure. bit more complex than that because she's also gets sort and of like a pleasure out of like hurting people, and she kind of got. Do you like, think she does? Well, I, I mean, she, she locked him in the room and she wouldn't let him come out, and she was like. Seemed like she took some sort of like. I don't think that was about her at all. I think, I, but you know, it's not like she's going like, "I'm sorry, I'm doing this." It seemed like she was just like, "Whatever, you're locked in your room now, and I'm gonna watch True. you fight this imaginary woman or this person from your past, and I'm just gonna stand here drinking." Well, to and... me, she just feels like the prisoner who. Exactly, classic the, daughter. Well, of she a feels like the prisoner yeah. who has found her life will be easier if she just goes along with it and pretends. Yeah, Rather I mean, than the prisoner who's like always trying to break free every second, she's like, if I play nice, yeah. maybe they'll give me a water tonight. She's obviously playing into what her father wants, but internally she's struggling with it. Like you can, yeah. again, classic powerful father, mm. daughter archetype. Anyway. So maybe I just um, was overly because reading into it then. Well, if you think of more, please bring it up. But I think we should jump into clips. What do you think, Brett? Clips. Let's go for some clips. Yes. You got yourself a fish biscuit. Let's clips. find your bird. Want a cheeseburger? All right. Want a cheeseburger? I only first... heard parts of that, so fingers crossed. Well, let's thank Discord for that. <laughs> um, sponsor of the podcast. No, I did my best with clips. There's not as many. Oh, no, that's okay. I Full Election. disclosure, Brett, thank you for always... Brett's always... Brett's the, the best clip boy. He's our clip boy. He's he, 100%. He grabs the clips. Clip it's not best. easy to do. And it's a it's a lot of work, and uh, I d- provided him with no clip fodder today. Yeah, he not only literally grabs the clips. He carried the whole team. But he's the one that, like, recognizes the moments of clips more often because the clips that he puts in the pile are always, like, double, triple what we have suggested. Yeah. And it's really hard on a show like this that obviously that's so real and mm-hmm. serious. And-, and, Brett, I just have to say that your back is looking incredibly muscular from all the carrying of this team. 
I don't know if I want to be this responsible for every clip. Uh oh. <laughs> I know. I, mean, I definitely look. Want to pull more? I, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm just. No, saying no. I mean, I'm, like, in case there's a bad clip, I I don't want everybody <laughs> oh, to know. No, don't worry about come it. Come to me. Listen, come to I, the old clip boy. I, I am I am in no place to say anything here is bad if, if I am not providing any myself. So, with that said, and no clip is a bad clip. Eh, here's the first clip. <laughs> that stupid meddlesome troublemaking bitch Eve brought entropy and death. Yeah. I'm very happy you got that one. <laughs> that bitch Eve. That Alana's bitch. face. <laughs> yeah, what was Alana's face? Like, Alana's face was excited. like that the whole episode. It was mostly this. And this. <laughs> and also, like, when the black was happening, the blackouts, just being like, this sucks. <laughs> um, next clip. It's a spell. It's a spell. <laughs> oh! Incredible! <laughs> I want it's that so to be my good. life's clip, too. I, I was like... <gasps> when he was just, like, so... He jumped at the, the thought that it was a spell, I was like... Oh, she's gonna laugh at him and be like, "You're wrong," but like Same. the fact that he like nailed it so perfectly, and and the separation between them having forgotten, I sorry, this is making me think of when they were like, "Oh, we don't know what happened last night," and he's like, yeah. well, "All this crazy shit happened," and they're like, oh, "Okay, maybe." They're not like, "That's impossible." I get it. Like they're a little, you know, behind his back. Like, That's is he what, okay? if they had three episodes to unpack this, there would be a lot of like. Maybe yeah. he's going crazy. Like, yeah. maybe he's having... T- like, even with us, the viewer... Yeah. ...would have to be like, did any of that happen? Right. And then, did he like, kill two the sheriff later, last night? Exactly, exactly. And then, like, two did minutes later, he's the fine. Sheriff? Yeah. They're like, oh, I remember all the things. And we never had the moment of, like, <coughs> do, ha- are they losing trust in him? What's the... Yeah. What's well, they did have that moment where they characters? were like, they when people come back from the war, you get shell-shocked or whatever, and it's like, they could have really stretched that out. And but we, I don't like that. That's a that's a trope that I'm not. I agree. About. I agree. I agree. I expected yeah. them to stretch it out. That. The fact that it was resolved a minute later was like it's kind of interesting. It's, it's different. It's fine. It's just again like when you're rushing everything, it feels like I miss so many things. And then the problem is you aren't emotional. It's not about processing it literally in your brain. You're not feeling the emotions as much because you're just constantly going up and down. It doesn't feel you're not feeling what's happening in their relationships and with the characters and in their own bodies and minds as much. I think that's what I, I think. All right. And I remembered my thing when clips are done. Okay, next clip. My father and his associates would never fraternize with the clan. They're too poor. <laughs> okay. Not that we disagree like with that. them. They're just too poor. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. And uh, turn to Again, stone. like those moments where she's like... She seems discon- disconnected emotionally. Much, they're not. They're as not much giving po- us poking at her father's fucking group sure, as she sure. is anything else when she says that. But also and, remember, she saved them in episode one. Yeah, yeah. She did say it. that she saved. But she them. did have yeah. to save them because she was get bringing him there for her dad. Yeah. So. I, again, I think they're really kind of setting her up in a way that's ambiguous right now, and if they went either way with her. Like, if she's just evil and she's going to be a villain, like, maybe she's the villain of the show, um, then that's cool. But if she turns into, like, an ally, she helps them, mm-hmm. she ter- she defies her, you know, upbringing or whatever, that's cool, too. Um, but it's just, you know, you could go either way with that character at this point, I feel like. I mean, I think the reason I'm most interested is I, uh, 
if it's not obvious, I obviously um, relate to her most, like that kind of archetype and that character. I'm not like a rich daughter, but the but fe- I still don't know if you're good or evil. Yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the feeling of feeling. Nobody like, does. Nobody does. <laughs> she was found in a toadstool on a planet far away from here. And this one, but, but no, that feeling of being like it's maybe it's easier to and maybe you're going to have more progress with what you want to get towards by just like becoming friends with all the things around you even if they're really like shitty i don't know i feel like i've played that game a lot in my life that's usually the angle i go for so i really relate to her character and obviously the feminist shit she said i'm like yeah I can relate directly to that. I mean, her general distaste in her father's feelings about Eve and Adam and Eve. Yeah, and having distaste about whiteness in that way, too. I'm like, same. Yeah, her obvious issue with it Mm -hmm. is, is like, endearing to the character. Because you're like, obviously, this this Adam and Eve shit is very misogynistic. And very, you know, um, you know, it's not very equal. Yeah. Anyway, um... Final clip. clip. Final clip. I want everybody except Samuel to get up and get the fuck out. <laughs> That's the one we were gonna. That was the one clip that. That's the when, one. When Alana was like, "Clip," I was like, "Absolutely," but Brett's gonna get it. <laughs> he says that. Ev- he says that every he single says time. <laughs> I just I every mean, single we were time so aligned on the first episode, though. <laughs> we were so aligned on clips in the first episode, and Brett and I. Our periods have synced up on this show. Essentially, we we kind of know just over Zoom calls. Our periods it's 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 incredible. I'm I'm really uh, amazed by it. Y'all got a circadian rhythm, not a monthly rhythm. Well, I really love my father and his associate. Or this clip. It's a spell. (laughs) It's a spell. spell. Uh, That one should be reused quite a bit. All right, should we jump into emails? (laughs) No, I have remembered the thing I wanted to say. Okay. So you back speak- to Alana thoughts. Back Play to Alana. The theme Sorry, again. I have so much. To oh. I actually think somebody made a theme. Okay, I'll wait. Oh, there is a note, a theme for your notes. Should I wait for the theme? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Emails. It's not really my notes. It's just a random Kevin thing. But. Your top. Look who's here. Fuck your daughter. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, Becca DeGlue. I don't give a fuck, Becca DeGlue. I don't give a fuck. You you, you need to shoot him. It's a spell. All right. (laughs) This first email comes from Spencer Clayweg. He says, hey, guys, I know we just finished The Leftovers, but somebody just posted this to the Lost subreddit. I don't want to play it if it's lost spoilers, oh, so I'll have sorry, to vet Spence. it. But thank you Plug for the your ears, Alana. Is that how you want to do it? Is that how we should do it? No. Oops. We're no, going to stay away just... from it. I'm sorry, Jesse, but we'll check it out. Was that Jesse? No, next one's Jesse. Jesse says, hello, friends. Jesse Stillwell says, we can't stop here. This is Lovecraft Country, which <laughs> is a wonderful <laughs> reference to. <laughs> What's it a reference to? I don't know. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh. When Johnny Depp's character says, My glasses can't are stop a little here. tight. It's backcountry. Oh, yeah. Jesse Stillwell says, Hello, friends. I couldn't watch along with The Leftovers because of the of free time, crippling work commitments. 
but I have plans to revisit those episodes. Okay, that being said, I am in as fuck on Lovecraft Country. This show feels like it's going to be one for the ages. Directing, writing, cinematography, sound design, costume design, everything is immaculate. And at just the right time for the narrative. I'm also glad Owen is back, even though I get him mixed up with Alana. Maybe you weren't really listening, but he said he'd come back sometimes. Uh... Maybe they could announce who's speaking or something. I don't know. I'll adapt eventually. Happy Dumb as Fuck 2020. Internally screaming, let's get the fuck out of here in every public place I've ever been. Jesse Stillwell. Thank you, Jesse. You're a good boy. Are you screaming in your heart, Jesse, though? Um, this Beto. That is like Owen being back for one episode, for the first episode. That is Owen being back. He might never come back. <laughs> that's true. That's as, that's as Owen came. came back. <laughs> that's... That's as much as Owen coming back as we're gonna get, I think. No, I'm hoping. But if you but if you expect that and then he comes back, exactly, you get a nice Christmas exactly. present just around Christmas time. Beto Guevara, Guevara, our good friend of the show, says Lovecraft Country notes from episode 102. <laughs> he says, "Hey boys, notes on the first episode. <laughs> this show is good, and I'm in love with Letty. Everybody is. Yeah. The butler bought." brought salt without Leticia letting him know what she Asking wanted. Asking for it. <gasps> I didn't yeah. even notice that. It's probably because yeah. of the blackouts. I honestly think we had blackouts there. That must have been it. I mean... Because I didn't see the butler come back at all. I did. She rang the bell, and then she, he looked at her, and she's like, I need salt. White people don't salt their food. And then he brought salt. But he didn't come and ask what she needed. But he brought salt while but they were I think talking. The two guys were off talking then? Yeah, but they but they no, said the, that they were all three of them were out back eating. It but they the said lunch. that they were being watched. I know, but the two so guys like kind of went listening. off and spoke separately. Whatever. After we watch it. Sound alert! That stupid, meddlesome, troublemaking bitch Eve. Well, my father. Which one is this it? First one. Is this that one? stupid, yeah. meddlesome, troublemaking bitch Eve brought entropy and death. Okay, but did y'all saw that painting with Adam and Eve fucking? And Adam had a snake instead of a penis. How could we have missed that? <laughs> we the blackouts did it not was, stop that. Um, oh, okay. Now fake tick has one. Got it. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> they make you think that the white wizard is going to be the main bad guy for the season, and now he's just gone. That's amazing. Is he gone for real, though? I know. Yes. Anna, tell us. I think he's gone. His daughter. We didn't see his daughter, and she wasn't allowed because only the boys. So maybe she escaped, yeah. I do Um, think she escaped. Man, that's the guy from Ghost. The asshole Carl from Ghost. You remember (gasps) Ghost? Oh my god, he is the asshole from Ghost. Um, Is he gone for real? Okay, I know we were sure he was going to die last episode, so we kind of had an extra episode with Uncle George, but it really sucks because the back and forward with him and Tick's dad was so good. Yeah. Sorry, guys, but it's about 4 a.m., and I don't think I'll be watching the episodes and writing in on time every week. Time zones time suck. suck. I'll see what I can write in uh, that's not episode-specific from time to time. Also, did one of them monsters fucked that poor cow? <laughs> Don Beto. I can't wait to find out I mean, how I, that That's happens. a good question. I don't know, but or I do Or did they know... inseminate it? They could artificially inseminate it. That's my what I was my thinking. friend Manzi DeYoung worked on this show, and shout out to Manzi, who I tried to get on the show and said, you want to talk about how, what you did on the show? And she's like, I don't have anything interesting to say. And then, like, hours later, she tweeted, 
oh, I I actually made a prosthetic vagina for the cow. <laughs> it's for for it for a birthing scene. And uh, and then she quote tweeted a tweet she she made like a year ago when she made it, and it was really ambiguous. It was just like I made a female, I made like a cow's vagina today for a TV show today. This is my life, and it's like how could you not think that's interesting? <laughs> I know. How could you not think that we could get something interesting out of that observation that you made that cow vagina? Uh, Manzi, you're great. I know you're not listening, but you're great. Um, but isn't that funny? I thought we could call her and be like, anything to say about the vagina, but, uh, well, I think she didn't want to be on the show. I think she said everything she wanted to say. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dan, the man sends an email saying Lovecraft country. Whitey's on the moon. What in tar nations kind of brainwashing memory erasing organ eating secret heritages bible quoting secret spell binding doors cow birthing monsters magic fucking rooms magic fucking hugs korean warrior popping narnia wardrobes secret libraries fake snake in trousers white people watching leticia fucking lewis don't get scared that's count of monte cristo referencing car crushing invisible wall marilyn manson letty reviving Tesla coil looking portal opening to the Garden of Eden castle crumbling kind of episode was that? That just sounds <laughs> yeah. Please. Very nice. Very nice. So what in the world was that all about? I am still in, but man, that was a lot of information. Can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Miami Dan signing off. Hashtag Brett yes. Hashtag Alani yes. Hashtag Letitia fucking Lewis. Where's that clip? Where is Hashtag it? Oh, yeah, this is the second one in this episode. Where are you now, now, now? No, uh, I don't know. Oh, is that it? Where are you now, now, now? Say that again one more time. Did I hear that right? <laughs> Who saved your asses? No, yeah. I can't remember. That was it? Oh, that's it. Yeah. That's just, it. That's it. Whatever. Yeah. That was it. Just imagine him saying it at the end. <laughs> and hashtag good morning. Um, spot on. That's what we said oh, about we the episode. Oh, we skipped the new Alana theme song. Why did we do that? I don't know, Steve. Alana's Notes theme song, Hi BBB, Foghorn, Born Boys. <laughs> And two honk summer gal. <laughs> this is my second time writing into the show. The first being for the Leftover Season 1 finale, in which I said oh, I would shit. make y'all a jingle for Alana's notes. It only took me until the next season of the first time show and your renewed interest for me to get around to it. But I think it came out pretty decent. I love the leftovers and overall what you guys are doing with this podcast is really awesome. Keep it up. Attached below is the tune, which I call Everyone Shut Up, It's Alana's Notes. <gasps> hashtag Brett Yes. Hashtag Owen Yes. Hashtag Team Steve. Hashtag Alana, of course. All right, let's hear it. It's all Alana's Notes. <laughs> Wait, Alana's Notes from Saucy Show. From Saucy Show. <laughs> Hey, everyone, you're 
that's amazing, oh buddy. God. That's really great. It's really good, Saucy Show. Andrew Whitney sends an email saying, So last week I came off pretty strong in my hype for this show. Now after watching episode two, I have to be completely honest with myself. <laughs> Sip. This shit's still hype as fuck, but my heart hurts so much. Uncle George has to come back. There's a fucking ancient Bible magic for God's sake. Fuck those rich super KKK assholes. I hope Christina set the order up to fail with that ring. <gasps> oh, and she comes oh. back as an all-powerful eldritch beast tamer to work with Tick and Letty. Anyways, gonna go to bed and cry now. Wow. If she gave him... I like actually, a rigged ring? That's really cool. I wonder. I, can't, I I like that. I want that to be true. That's really cool. I love that. That's a great observation. Israel Chavez Lopez sends a kind of a long email, but, you I'm know. I mean, I'll read it. Whatever. But, you know. We'll, we'll do our best to keep them shorter, won't we? Yes, please. <laughs> we'll all do our best to keep them shorter. Israel Chavez Lopez says, Hello, BB boys and summer girl, Ecuadorian boy Israel here. I actually wanted to thank you guys. I came to the show expecting it to be similar to The Leftovers, but on last week's podcast, you made me realize that the tone of this show is completely different. Why would it be the same as Leftovers? Bye bye, BB. Because we did Lost, I guess. I don't know. Um, once I adjusted my own expectations, I actually enjoyed the fuck out of this episode. I really like the portrayal of racism and discrimination in the show, especially, I special, specifically like it. I specially. I also like thought it? it said. Oh, it, it does, does say, say specially. Okay. <laughs> when the themes get complicated, it's very easy to hate a blatant racist. It is harder, however, when racism gets mixed with things that you approve. That's why one of my favorite parts of the episode was the Whitey on the Moon poem. I've always been a very strong advocate for science and progress. I've always loved NASA and the space program, but this poem gave me a little bit of context on the impoverishment and marginalization of black communities, stating that the funds used to put a whitey on the moon could have been used to help and include black communities. This are the kind of hard questions I like, and I love that the show dabbles on these questions. Yeah. 100%. That's it for today, guys. I'm really excited for this week's podcast. I really want to know your thoughts on a lot of details of the episode, the KKK references, the religious stuff, the sexism inside the cult. Can we trust Christina? And also all the crazy magical things happening. The show is pure. Sure is getting crazy, and I liked it. I like it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. Stay safe and wear a mask. P.S. Shout out to the boy, my boy Beto. I saw his entire adventure on his Instagram, and it was dope as fuck. <laughs> Daniel says, finally got a piece. What's that? I'm glad the horn came back. Me too. Me too. Three. Daniel says he finally got a piece of the pie. Hey there, peeps and potential guest. When they were talking about Genesis, I got to thinking. In the beginning of time, before Adam named anything, everything was the equal. It's not until man intervened that things became unequal. I feel that's a powerful message amongst uh, such a weird episode. Question, would you rather be under the spell and forget the monsters, or would you want to remember? Freaking wizards. Sent from the moon. I want everybody except Samuel to get up and get the fuck out. Uh, what would you rather have, Brett? I mean, forever? Yeah. Probably yeah. not, no. 
going. If I don't ever have to see the monsters again, I would rather not know. If they if they're I'm not never a gonna so encounter if they're not them a again, problem. I don't want to be. Yeah. Oh, I like if the know. house going down took the monsters with, I'd be like, yeah, get that shit out. I don't want to have to think about that in the middle I of the night. I guess I I would want to know only because if I knew that and I knew that for the rest of my life, then I would know that there are definitely fantastical things without a doubt. Like if there's monsters, then nothing's off the table at this point. And I think I'd rather live my life with the knowledge that like there might be more to this life and know it more than just a feeling and a want for it to be real. Cause everybody wants magic to be real, right? If this fucking, if I could somehow prove magic is real and I saw monsters and shit, I think that would be what I would need to do that. I'm not saying it wouldn't give me the worst fucking nightmares. But then you have to try to, like, um, No, you, you don't have to. Have to. Be like, anything's possible. Yeah, or you're, you're, just or you're alone in your knowledge, it. yeah. Because if you keep trying to convince people, oh, gosh. I know, life, like, trying to convince people that suck. would suck. It would have to be based on someone just trusting that. But yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. That's an interesting. What about you? You'd rather know? I would rather remember because, I mean, I get the argument for wanting to forget. I think I almost always say I'd rather remember in these types of questions. But I especially would rather remember here because they came through. Like, Mm. that's a huge, I feel like the experience, what that does to your mind and your body, having like gone through something like that and lived and like achieved, even if those beings or those like creatures are still out there, having gone through it and lived is, uh, would be really, really Hmm. incredible and helpful. Hmm. I like that. Um, Canon. Canon? Canon? McMackey says, hello, my favorite television podcast peeps. They've got a new intro theme for us. (gasps) Oh! No! I can't turn off the History Road theme! You can't? It's gotta play. I set it up. I set up the History Road theme song. To, to be a repeater, so every time you press the button, it would play a new one. So I could yeah. just go into infinity with the History Road song and yeah. like drive people crazy. Which sounds But great. it's turned out to be, be a curse at this it's point. It's turned out it's, to bit. It's turned out to bit. <laughs> um, it bit me in the ass. He says, last episode you said that you needed some new theme music, so I decided to create one for the <sighs> intro of the show. I mean, we don't need a new intro, but all we'll right. See. I tried to keep it within the theme of the show, and I even learned guitar for this occasion. What? Uh I hope you all enjoy. Don't feel like you have to use it, but I would appreciate it if you did. All right, Cannon, this is your shot, buddy. Let's get, let's do it. It feels, it feels like the, it feels like the first time. It feels like the... Fuck. I had this. I got it. Hold on. It feels like the... Hey, hey, man. It fe- I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to sleep. I don't... Just give me one second. They need a new intro. It's like 2.30 in the morning. Wait, can you do this another time, or...? You know, I, I don't follow you when you're studying in your room. So, 
can you just let me be do what I'm doing? I don't I don't think I need to, I don't think I need to explain why that's not a big deal. Okay, we'll stop the recording. That's a good outro.